Hi, I'm Pat Kelly. And I'm Peter Oldring, and we're the hosts of This Is That. Are you kidding? For over a decade, we were radio's go-to source for completely fabricated news. You must be joking me. And now, we're back in podcast form. We've selected some of our favorite stories from over the years and put them in one convenient location. Sugar in the tap water. Bilingual dog park. Charging to see wildlife. This Is That, coming soon on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. So there's a new sensation coming out of Prince Edward Island. It ain't got nothing to do with Anna Green Gables. It ain't got nothing to do with a bridge or I was saying this uh, to someone the other day. I used to love going to PEI because uh, you could get your Pepsi or 7-Up in glass bottles and not it was a glass bottle. I'm, sure I'm not sure the origin of it, but it was like a glass bottle rule. I loved it. Anyway, I digress. The point is, is there's this new movie called Who's Your Father? I'll put it this way. The population of PEI is about 156,000 people. I'd say that's how many emails I've gotten telling me about this movie. If you're not familiar, it's a great movie. It's really, really funny. Who's Your Father is a comedy about a private investigator on PEI tracking a black market lobster ring. And it's really warm-hearted and really funny and kind of weird and has some of the best comedians in Canada in it. But the story that's emerging about Who's Your Father is bigger than the plot. It's about a little movie that broke box office records and even beat Taylor Swift's concert documentary on opening weekend in Charlottetown. And that is no small potatoes. It's writer and director Jeremy Larder's second feature, the third project he shot in his home province. And he joined me in studio to talk about it. How are you? Doing good, Tom. How are you? I thought the small potatoes thing was pretty good. It's pretty clever. I, I didn't I have I, to say. I didn't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I was thinking to myself, would I like it if someone said like, you know, and he's all caught up or something like that? <laughs> I think I'd be horrified or something like that. But I'm glad I got away with it. No, I, I'll take it anytime. You're great movie. Thank you so much. And uh, I was holding off on telling you what I thought of it because I wanted to make sure we did this on air. I was sitting in my office watching it. Yeah. Laughing out loud, <laughs> disrupting the people in the office. Like you, you, you could just like people were trying to do their work, editing the interviews and all that kind of stuff, and they would just hear like, <laughs> <laughs> like the laugh of recognition. Right. It's so so funny. Congratulations oh, thanks, on it. I really appreciate that. On one night, the movie premiered in Moncton. Halifax, St. John, and Charlottetown, is that right? It all opened uh, across the uh, Maritimes on November the 3rd, and we had a big premiere night in Charlottetown. And then uh, Sue Kent, uh, Chris Locke, and Jenna McMillan, the producer, uh, we all toured around. Uh, We went to Moncton and had a big night there, went to St. John, New Brunswick, had a big night there uh, with Q&A, and then went to Halifax. So we got to tour around like a band, uh, which was pretty exciting. An opening night you were in Charlottetown. In Charlottetown, yeah. How, how was that? Uh, you know what? It was a big day. It was like quite emotional, to, to tell you the truth. Like I, I've been wanting to be a filmmaker since I was 14 years old. Um, saw Pulp Fiction in 1994, and that was kind of it for me, um, wanting to be a filmmaker. So you know, to see all my friends and family there and the community come out, and they were so, we had two sold-out screenings that night, and people were just proud and excited to see PEI on the big screen, and, and that meant a lot to me. 
Tell me a little bit about the movie for people who haven't seen it. It's about a it's about a uh, someone investigating a black market lobster ring. It is so it's about uh, PEI's only PI. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a tough racket on the island to be a private investigator, and uh, he's Larry Constable, played by Chris Locke, the Toronto comedian and actor. And uh, Larry gets hired by a rich seafood tycoon to investigate black market lobster sales, and he goes to this place called Sandbar Cove on the other side of PEI. And while he's working that case, he meets Rhonda Perry, played by Susan Kent, who's a convenience store owner trying to manifest a soft serve ice cream machine, <laughs> as one does on the island during peak season. Of course. You yes. Know, you, know. Can, you can make a few bucks with one of those. Oh, my, it's a license to print money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Larry and Rhonda meet, and uh, Rhonda kind of gets Larry off track a little bit, let's say, and they just end up having a wild PEI summer together. Peep and Tom and Tammy over here. Look at us spine like a couple of creepers. Um, actually, I try not to think about it like being creepy. We're conducting surveillance. Hmm. Did you go to school for this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Where did you get the idea of a black market lobster ring? Well, I actually worked at the Covehead Wharf that's in the film with uh, Richard Seafood, uh, where they have uh, famous lobster rolls and fish and chips. So I worked for a lobster buyer at that wharf. I also worked as a lobster fisherman for a summer. And, uh, you know, you see some things uh, working, uh, you know, in those places. And um, one person in particular told me, you wouldn't believe what some people will do for a feed of lobster. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to ask any more questions about that. But, you know, so I, you know, so that was kind of growing up around lobster fishing um, you knew that there was something sketchy going on. I know, a bit yeah, of lobster I, poaching going on, a little you bit. You just of, you never know. know what's going to go on yeah, there. You know, right. it's a lucrative business. It's a yeah. big business on the island. So, yeah. you know, I think that uh, draws some some shady types. Let's say. Is there a PEIPI? There was one. Uh, at least there was two or three years ago. I looked up a guy in Google when I started writing my script um, with this angle of the private investigator, and uh, I called this guy up just to see what, you know, what's it like? And uh, he was totally disgruntled. He was getting out of the business and ready to quit because he was tired of uh, his relatives hiring him to spy on other relatives. <laughs> which is the kind of the beginning of the movie, <laughs> yeah, right? Is, right, right? Which is kind of where the movie kicks <laughs> off with Larry, yeah. Are you spying on me again? You stole Annie Karen's casserole dish, Bruno. You rotten prick. I'm your cousin, Larry. Yeah, but that casserole dish has sentimental value for Auntie Karen. Yeah? Sentimental value. Yes. You want to see sentimental value? Oh, another potluck ruined. The idea of being a private investigator in Prince Edward Island or Newfoundland or yeah. any other place in, in small town Canada just was funny to me because, like, how would you do it? I mean, the, the connections between people are so close. And um, some of the things that are in the movie, uh, you know, like I've had family members thinking that other family members stole water jugs and <laughs> things like this or favorite casserole dishes. And it'll ruin it. It'll, it'll tear apart a family. It could it tear really apart will. a family. Yeah, it really will. A good yeah. casserole dish is a vital piece of uh, cutlery <laughs> and, uh, for the kitchen. Isn't your, your dad's in this movie today? Do I understand that? My dad is in the film. Um, he does play the slut father in the film. So the, this is the father of the man who's being... The man who's being uh, investigated. Yes, Glenn Meisner. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, then the slut father gets slut shamed by um, by uh, Larry uh, inadvertently. But that again is going back to like you know the place is too close. You can't talk bad about someone because they could be related to someone else that you know. You know what I mean? And yeah, it was it was fun. You know, he puts up a bit of a resistance at first about doing it, but then he's totally into it and like wants to know what his wardrobe is. And um, no, it was really special to to have my dad in it. and my son's in it too. My son makes a cameo appearance. 
uh, early on in the film too. So he's really excited about that. Did I hear that Chris, some of Chris Locke's mannerisms, like the guy from Toronto who plays the the, the PEI PI in the film, some of his mannerisms came from your came from your dad. Tapioca, the the phone sign off of tapioca definitely comes you from. Hold on, so your dad says tapioca when he says goodbye on the phone. He does, yeah, not to everybody, but to his close friends, he does. Like he'll be like, "All right, I'll be talking to you now later on." Tapioca. tapioca. <laughs> Why does he do that? I don't know. The fisherman, the target. I gotta go. Yes, I'll let you know if it's worth the drive for fish and chips, Blair. Tapioca. You know what my dad used to do? He used to say hello before he picked up the phone. So all you would hear would be, whoa, like he'd, he'd go <laughs> grab the phone and go, hello. And by the time the phone hit his ear, all you'd hear was go up, oh, you know? So no one knew No one knew anyone picked up the phone. Yeah, that, right? yeah. no, I feel like the there's dads out there that definitely have, you know, because the home phone, the, the landline was the thing, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, that comes from my dad. Take her light. I think also comes from my dad. He made it in there one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Coming up, more of my conversation with PEI filmmaker Jeremy Larder. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. You're listening to my conversation with the PEI writer and director, Jeremy Larder. We're talking about his new film, the very, very funny Who's Your Father? It's not just funny, though. It's really heartwarming. And it's showing off the level of filmmaking that can come out of Prince Edward Island. Here's where Jeremy is playing the long game. Sure, he wanted to make a great film that would appeal to audiences beyond the Maritimes, but even more than that, he wanted to make something that would strengthen the industry back home so that the success of his film wouldn't exist in a vacuum. Here's the rest of our conversation. Let me CBC up your film a little bit. Let me just overthink it. That's what, sure. we, that's what we do. Here. Yes, I'm all for it. Um, what I found really interesting about this movie is that so I'm uh, I think people who are listening to this uh, across Canada might think that because I'm from Newfoundland and you're from Prince Edward Island there would be uh, a shared sense of humor. And my god there there mm-hmm. may, there may be there, yeah. there there may be but we're very far apart from one another. Yeah. But even though there are I think what I'm interested in here is that you didn't shy away from being hyper specific hyper specific to the sense of humor to the references on Prince Edward Island you didn't try to make it broad mm-hmm. and yet it that those hyper specific references became universal to me they made me laugh because I was able to apply myself to them do you know what I mean yeah I mean that's amazing if that's the case um because you know that's what we were really going for with with the film you know it's important to me to, to reflect PEI on screen um as someone born and raised there uh, but we really did want this film to feel universal in a way that maybe some of my other projects were like maybe not as universal, like Just Passing Through and Pogi Beach that are hyper-specific to. Um, but I think every culture has their own little things, you know, their idiosyncrasies and the way people speak and the way we communicate. They're, they're different in every place, but I think there is a universal element to that, if that makes sense. Yeah, like you, you're saying that even though 
you wanted this to be bigger, like more universal, you wanted to reach more people, you can still do that by being hyper-specific to your home. I think so, yeah, because I think we can all relate to that in our, whatever culture and background we have. I think we can we can apply those same things to our own background. We can relate to weird characters in our neighborhood, <laughs> weird people who run convenience stores, people who have strange aspirations, people who gossip, you know, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, did you ever see yourself... When, like, when you were growing up watching television, are you from Charlottetown? I'm from West Cove Head, which is about 20 minutes north of Charlottetown. West Cove Head. When you were growing up in West Cove Head, did you see a lot of like local Charlottetown film and local Prince of Rhode Island TV and film? There wasn't a ton. Like There was a film co-op called the Island Media Arts Co-op. So that was like my first taste of going somewhere to, um, to learn about filmmaking. It was all on film back then. Um, the first filmmaker who I knew was from the island was a director named Michael Kennedy, who directed a bunch of kids in the hall. And he directed some of like the classic Kids in the Hall sketches, like my pen. Um, and he came to our high school class, uh, I think when I was in grade 11, and talked to us. And I was like, whoa, a guy from PEI directed Kids in the Hall? I mean, I loved Kids in the Hall. I started, I probably was watching it when I was too young. But, uh, you know, I, that was my first real comedic. Four on the Floor and Kids in the Hall were like the, the things I loved to watch more than anything as a, like a 12, 13, 14-year-old. Um, so to find out a guy from Kensington PEI directed Kids in the Hall just blew my mind and really gave me like something to aim for um, as a teenager. Did you have to leave? The island, I did, mean, yeah, I did leave. Like I, I lived in Halifax for a time and like, worked did, as an extra and stuff like that. Did you have to leave? Did you know you had to leave Prince Edward Island? I mean, I might, this might be a little personal to me in some ways, but like, did you, did you feel like you had to leave Prince Edward Island to figure out how to, how to do this kind of thing? Yes. I think I had to leave PEI to figure out that I had to go back to PEI kind of thing. I, I left PEI with like, you know, went to Halifax with like dreams of working in the film industry. We lived in Toronto, yeah. took acting classes. Um, but then after being in Toronto for a certain amount of time, all of my ideas were going back to PEI. Yeah. Every creative inspiration comes from the island for me. So I had to leave the island to realize I needed to go back to the island. And I never really have left the island, even though I haven't lived there full time for, you know, 10, 12 years. I always go back like to make my films and to, to make projects there because I just think that that culture in place is just, it's who I am and what I want to reflect on screen. How, how is the film scene on PEI right now? Like I know that when, um, um, I mean, the great, the late Paul Pope did a lot of great work for this in Newfoundland trying yeah. to set up a, a you know, um, a, a film community so that, and then Alan Hocko did great work with this with Republic of Doyle to make sure that not only were these these uh, shows and, and movies being filmed in Newfoundland and Labrador, but there was training available for Newfoundlanders and, and Labradorians to learn how to, to create film and TV, thus creating an industry. I mean, look at it now. We got Hudson, yeah. Hudson and Rex coming out of there. You know, we got Son of a Critch coming out of there, all with almost exclusively local crews. I mean, those are jobs. How are, how are things on BEI? Well, it's, it's, it's a blooming industry there now. And one of the producers on Who's Your Father, Jenna McMillan, has been like at the forefront of like building that. Uh, film industry there. And Who's Your Father was like a training ground too. Digstown shot a season right before Who's Your Father went to camera last summer. So we had a lot of people who were just training on Digstown that came over. And so a lot of people learning, um, a lot of the keys were experienced, but we had lots of people coming in to train and, and learn. So it's it's on the rise there and it's getting bigger. And there's a lot of filmmakers there now who are in their 20s who are just fantastically talented um, and have and are way further ahead than I was when I was in my 20s. Let's put it that way. So I think in five to 10 years, you're going to see a lot of really great stuff coming out of PEI. When you say it's training, do you mean that there's people learning how to be grips and camera operators? Yeah, in and every, yeah absolutely. Yeah. In every single department, there's people learning how to do that, and you know, which is what you need to build something that's sustainable year in, year out. Um, and because you know, PEI is like a very small place, 
I think developing local talent and making people, creating filmmakers who want to make films on PEI, about PEI, is going to be key to building the industry there. I mean, that must be meaningful to you, given that you had to go. It must be meaningful to, to, to be able to come back and not just make a film on PEI, but also make a film on PEI and train people in, in making films, you know? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, it, it is really sweet to see that trickle down. And I, I hope that people are seeing what, like, who's your father playing in theaters and get inspired that there's teenagers on PEI that feel like, oh, I can do that. Um, I can make a film and I can stay on PEI and make a film and be a filmmaker. So, yeah, that I never really thought of that before until now. But I think now that I'm in my 40s, I'm starting to feel the effects of like, oh, I'm kind of one of the mentors now, uh, which is a, kind of a cool feeling. I, I'm, I've been making sure I'm getting my on PEI right this whole time. In on, I mean, you can no, use both. I've been told people on. I don't P use in. People get really mad. I went. A friend of mine just started on the CBC, <laughs> and he said, "What do I need to know?" And I told him a bunch of stuff, you know, about like how to approach a job. And I said, "Do me a favor, though. You got to say on PEI, or you're, you're going to hear about it." Yeah, I mean, Islanders, you know, we know, we know, we, we know. But we say in Newfoundland. Do you say in Newfoundland? Yeah, we don't say on, on Newfoundland. I also had a guy tell me one time not to call it PEI. Really? He was a drunk guy in a bar one time. It's a true story. Honest to God. Was it the premier? No. <laughs> it was at the sportsman's club. Oh, okay. Well, no, it, it. Wasn't, it wasn't in the sportsman's club. Okay. It was in Toronto. And a guy came up to me and he said, we don't call you NL. And I went, what? He goes, we don't call you NL. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you keep on calling PEI. PEI. You keep on calling Prince Edward Island PEI. By the way, I'm not asking you to explain everything for your... I know what it's like to have to, to talk for your entire countryman, but I thought you might find it funny. He came up to me and he was like, we, we don't call you NL, we call it Newfoundland. And I'd appreciate it if you stopped calling us PEI. Say the full name of the province. Have you ever heard that before? No. I don't know who this guy was. <laughs> I mean, I think he's... You know. I think he's foolish. Let's put it that way. Maybe he was pulling my leg a little bit. He might bit. have been pull, pulling your leg, but yeah. let's hope, hope it wasn't the premier of the uh, Yeah, yeah. Ideally, it's not the premier of the yeah. province. Dennis King, it shouldn't, I hope that wasn't you. <laughs> it, was, it was Boomer Galant. It was Boomer, of course. Uh, um, speaking of uh, people writing me and people reaching out, um, it has been overwhelming the number of people who've been reaching out to our show and reaching out to me in, in particular saying, you have to have this show, this movie on. This is, this oh, is, really? This is, is game-changing for the island. This is game-changing for the region. This is, oh. And this is, this is such, a, such a success. There's such a sense of pride coming out of the island for what you've made here. Are, are you aware of that at all? Um, that, that sort of that's really of, that's really sweet to hear. That I've uh, I was going to have you on anyway. By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got peer pressured in. Oh, PI peer pressured Tom to have me on the show. <laughs> Way to go, PEI. See, it's that PEI pride. It works in mysterious ways. It's called Prince Edward Island pride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Prince, yeah, Prince Edward Island uh, peer pressure. Um, no, that's amazing. I mean, that really touches me to hear that. Uh, no, I do feel, I do feel it. I see it online. People seem really proud to see the island. I see the comments that people leave. Um, yeah, it means a lot because I really want them more than anyone to feel like it's them, that it reflects them in a way that's honest and true and funny. And um, yeah, that means a lot. It's a it's a it's a really really funny film, man. Oh, I, thanks. I, I just got I got such a I got such a kick out of it, and it's been so nice to see it becoming such a big success. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's my conversation with Jeremy Larder. His new film, Who's Your Father, is still opening in new cities across Canada and is also available on VOD. The other conversation we have up today 
is one that I took a turn that I was not expecting. So I talked to Kurt Russell and his son, Wyatt Russell. You know, Kurt Russell, 80s and 90s action star, Wyatt Russell, his son, he's kind of a new big thing in, in TV and film right now. And he's, you know, a great actor too. And they're in this new Godzilla show together. I thought we were going to talk about like family lineage. I thought we were going to talk about like how, you know, following your dad's footsteps. Because Kurt's dad was an actor too, right? Bing Russell. And very quick, like very quickly, in the first like 30 seconds, we start talking about how really the story of Kurt and Wyatt Russell is that Kurt wanted to be a professional baseball player and came pretty close, and that Wyatt wanted to be. I mean, you could say Wyatt was a professional hockey player. He didn't make it to the NHL, but again, he came pretty close. And how that type of tension, that type of pressure, and that type of perfectionism in the in sports makes the arts feel a little bit easier. Go check that out. We'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.